friends, welcome to season two. I'm Yael. I'm Stephanie. And you're listening to Girls Girls Gone Gone Amazon. Amazon. And today, we'd like to take you back to a simpler time. Uh, Back in the day. Back in the day of September of 2018. Long, long, long ago. It is now February of 2019. So this is, this is so far back, guys. Take, take it, take it on back. Now back, back, back. Way back. Way back. Even further back than that. Even, even further back than September 1st of 2018? No, well, I was imagining that like they were going back far, but like not far enough. Oh. Okay, so so don't stop at October. Yeah, keep, keep going until September. Yes, like before Labor Day, before things got complicated. Yeah, yeah. Why are we going back? Because today we're dedicating an entire episode to reviews for a product similar to the one that we read in episode one. Oh, we're flashing back. We're flashing way back. That's your flashback sound effects, just yes. in case you were unaware of what was happening? Exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, what okay. was happening is you were flashing back. <clears throat> Today, we are going to be reading reviews for, you know, we started off with uh, Hasbro. Is it Hasbro? Uh, no, Hasbro, that, that's the, uh, the gaming company. Oh, which, no. which, which gummy bears did we do? It's Haribo. Haribo, that's Haribo. right. Guys, we did, our first episode was included uh, reviews for Haribo sugar-free um, gummy bears. Yes. Today's episode is completely different. Completely. It is for Albanese candy, sugar-free assorted fruit gummy bears, five-pound bag, sugar-free gummy, gummy candy, <laughs> assorted <laughs> flavor. Not cummy, gummy. Excuse me. Um, I could have gone right past that if Yael hadn't giggled with her like twelve year old gutter mine. Um, Couldn't help it. But I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna start all over. It's the Albanese candy, sugar free assorted fruit gummy bears, five pound bag, sugar free gummy candy assorted flavor, cherry, strawberry, green apple, pineapple, lemon, orange, gluten free, dairy free, fat free. So it's a five pound bag of. Albanese sugar-free assorted gummy bears, and the cost is $42.49. Damn. For a five-pound bag. That's a lot of money for some gummy bears. Whew. Uh, a little out of breath after reading that title twice. That is a <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> You're welcome. Laughing at me. I can't help it. Mm, I didn't say cummy. I said gummy, but and I stumbled over my said, tongue, so it sounded said, like cummy. Now you're saying it again, I over know. and over. <laughs> Shh! You're telling my secret. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So we have a few reviews. Um, since this episode is, you know, dedicated strictly to this delightful product, we'll just alternate reading them. Um, it'll be great. Our first review is going to be from at Stu Purdue. Stu Purdue, Stu Purdue. All right. It's called My Dinner with Andrea. I'm pretty sure Andrea, I'll call her, agreed to have dinner at my apartment only because I always spoke to her using nothing but my two years of high school German. <laughs> 
Her English was perfect, probably better than mine. But the fact that I could only ask her directions to the Autobahn or inquire about the health of her non-existent Tante Amelia seemed to make me appealing to her in a sweet and non-threatening way. Guys, I can already tell it's going to be a struggle for me because languages are not my forte. Just keep that in mind as we... It's going to be okay. As we go through this together. I'm with you. Yeah. Are you with her, listeners? Yeah. Listener. Yeah, listener. You're with me. All the the, 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 one, the, one, the one person out there who listens to the episodes we got every like, once in a while. We got like, we got, we got a bunch. Okay. All right. Hi, listeners. Hi. Anyway. Okay. Continuing on. Yeah. My <clears throat> attentions, however, were considerably less childlike. Which is why the shopping that night was done at one of those upscale groceries with an international flair. Mouls Marinus. Do you want me to give this one a try? <laughs> yep. So this one I believe is French. Um, Moule Manière. All right. As much Man. of a panty peeler as anything I can cook and isn't that hard to pull off. So... I'm going to assume that's in a dish that he was going to attempt. And then, yeah. Yeah. But still, I was busy tracking the recipe in my head when I found myself in the sweets aisle. And that, to my great chagrin, is why I didn't immediately notice a difference between Haribo normal gummy bears, which are designed for human enjoyment, uh, excuse me, for human enjoyment, (laughs) and Haribo sugarless gummy bears, which are designed for use in maximum security prisons as a way to punish uncooperative inmates. Um, I thought we were reading reviews for Albany's candy. It, it's okay. Can so, I, can I interrupt you for a second? Sure. So, in case you're curious, moule marinière are sailor style mussels. Like the like the. Oh, it's not a dish. It is a dish. No mussels like the. Like oh, the, mussels like clam, like like, like type the, the shellfish. Oh, you're so shellfish. Ugh. So shellfish. I I'm, I can say that all day. Shellfish. <sighs> anyway, now we know. <clears throat> so he was trying to make her a fancy shellfish mussel dish. Yes. And um, was trying to go through the recipes and was distracted and made his way to the candy aisle. Okay. Yes. So that's where we're at. Yeah. So uh, he meant to. He was confused. I'm just going to read the last sentence and we'll finish it off. And that, to my great chagrin, is why I didn't immediately notice a difference between Haribo normal gummy bears, which are designed for human enjoyment, and Haribo sugarless gummy bears, which are designed for use in maximum security prisons as a way to punish uncooperative inmates. I shan't make that mistake again. Notice you can't say shan't without shat. Prior to Andrea's arrival... I sat in my living room, creating a playlist of makeout music and nervously binging on the gummy bears I had placed in a decorative bowl, because I'm fancy. (laughs) The doorbell rang, and within minutes we were standing in the kitchen, drinking beers, and both of us probably worrying that we were about to exhaust my ability to communicate in her native tongue. But soon, that would be the least of my worries. In the middle of trying to ask Andrea if she likes to dance to young people's music... I felt a flutter in my midsection, accompanied by a guttural pronouncement so loud it threatened to drown out my own voice. Maybe it was because I was mentally refreshing my language lessons, but it suddenly struck me how much pre-diarrheal grumbling sound like German words. 
uh, it, it, you can't tell me that's wrong. Close enough. Because you don't know. You're right. Which I say with a Chinese accent on a German <laughs> word. We're going to leave that part alone. Yeah. Um, was the next thing uttered by my rapidly clenching stomach. Appropriately, Andrea looked up in response. Said say cafe makin? She asked. Am I making coffee? I thought I must have mistranslated her at first, and then I realized yes. The loud, ominous gurgling coming from my gut could easily be mistaken for the percolating of some bachelor's crappy coffee maker. It's remarkable how quickly one knows that one is about to have a traumatic potty-making experience. Because that's the body's way of buying you the precious seconds you need. I was already calculating the number of steps to the bathroom, speculating on whether I would have time to lift the lid to the toilet, when my... <laughs> Sorry, my phone deleted it, so I had to steal hers real quick. Um, I was already calculating the number of steps to the bathroom, speculating on whether I would have time to lift the lid to the toilet when my own voice cried out loudly in my head. She's going to hear everything. Thanks to the acoustal idiocracy in my building, the hallway outside the bathroom works as an amplifier pointed straight at my living room slash kitchen. So that somehow, even the gentlest tinkle sounds like I'm pouring lemonade out of a bucket. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) With only half an idea of what I was doing, I grabbed Andrea's hand and pulled her roughly down onto my sofa. I must have looked like a madman as I booted up my iTunes playlist, plugged in the gigantic new headphones I had just bought to keep me looking young and hip, and clamped them down over her ears. The sweat forming on my brow and upper lip couldn't have helped. In response to her nervous expression, I kept, sh- I kept shouting, You'll love this! You'll love this! I spun her around so that she was looking out the window. My plan, quote-unquote, was that she'd be so distracted by the modest fourth-floor view that it would allow me to pull off my pants while I sprinted down the hall, silently singing the praises of the noise-reducing quality of my new headphones. This story will be reprinted in its entirety as a five-star review on the Sony Beats audio Amazon page. As I slammed the bathroom door shut, already half-naked, it occurred to me that I had not been shouting, You'll love this, at Andrea. I don't even know how to say that in German. In my desperation, I had been saying, Ich liebe dich. Um, ich liebe dich? Sure. Repeatedly professing my love for her in a shaky and frantic voice. But maybe that was a good thing, because as I threw myself at the toilet, I figured the best I could hope for is that she would be so creeped out that she would sneak out of the apartment, blissfully unaware of the carnage taking place in the next room. What can I say about the ensuing white-knuckle bowel movement that hasn't been expressed in other reviews on this page? I'm pretty sure I haven't seen the adjective... Kafka-esque. Kafka. Kafka-esque used anywhere else. I've never seen that in my life, so congratulations, sir. By the end of Act 1 of this private little torture porn movie, I was confessing (laughs) to every unsolved crime in history, praying I would stumble upon the one that would satisfy my invisible captors. Quickly, I realized that I had more than Andrea's sense of sound to worry about. 
were she to get even the faintest whiff of the weapons-grade sluice that my anus was angrily shouting into the porcelain, I would have to change my name and move to another city. That's disgusting. So I flushed, and flushed, and flushed, and flushed. And then I flushed, and nothing happened. I have never looked down into a broken toilet with more horror in my entire life. And I once stopped up George Clooney's crapper. A true story for another time. I want to hear that story. I'm sorry, he was just going to leave that and not tell us a story? Like, I need, damn I need, it. I need to know how you got close enough to George Clooney's crapper to stop it up. Right? That's an important story. That's an important story. Sir. Mm-hmm. All right. I reached for the plunger, but my hand froze and my heart seized when I saw it on the floor, broken in two and covered in what looked like teeth marks. <laughs> Apparently, I had used the wooden handle to keep from biting my tongue off and I chewed clean through it. When did that happen? It seems my mind had already started the process of repressing this entire event. <laughs> Amid the feverish, fruitless dance I did across my tiny bathroom floor, it dawned on me that it had been more than a minute since my last soul-wrenching anal tantrum. Dear Lord, is it over? I asked quite possibly aloud. I may have been lightheaded and delusional, but I began to imagine a non ignominious ignominious a non-ignominious resolution to this ordeal reading is hard these are big words i know that that is like it it's it's your feelings are valid i just needed to get her the hell out of here if andrea hadn't fled the building vomiting in terror then i suppose i could pull up my trousers and make a cavalier exit as long as I could get her off premises and as far away from this post apocalyptic commode as humanly possible. <laughs> Assuming that the diarist diarista diarista <laughs> Assuming that the diaristas had retreated to the hills temporarily, maybe I could even whisk Andrea away to a candlelit dinner at Bar- Bernardo's. How impulsive. <laughs> So romantic. <laughs> my first few steps back uh-huh. towards the living room were tentative. And not just because my sphincter felt raw and tattered. It was a slow approach to the moment of truth, especially when I saw her figure still planted on my sofa. I knew any look on Andrea's face other than her mouth agape would constitute a miraculous victory. And when she smiled at me, the wash of relief that engulfed me was more glorious than any throes of ecstasy I might have wished for at the beginning of the night. And then I saw it. Dun, dun, dun. The decorative bowl sitting in her lap. Down to just the last few sugarless gummy bears. Oh, no. Do hast horrible, she said to me, (laughs) accompanied by a satisfied smile. A big, beaming Hansel and Gretel smile that slightly turned down in one corner at the sound we both suddenly heard. A low rumble from deep within our GI tract that sounded like the German word for danger. Her eyes shot past mine and refocused on the bathroom door just down the hall behind me. 21,991 people found that to be helpful. I apologize now for anybody listening in Germany. Um, Anybody that speaks German... Or French, or really English. Um, my bad. That was a delight 
to listen to. And if you're not delighted, then I don't want to know you. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not true. That's I, not true. I do, I do want to know you. We I are, we are, you. we are open to feedback, mm-hmm. you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I, you, I promise you can correct my um, speaking of your language, yes. but I cannot promise that I will be any better at it. That's fair. That's fair. You know, it's hard to learn other languages. You're training your brain in a way it hasn't been trained before. Or maybe it has, but not recently. Oh, you know what I'm wondering, though? I'm wondering if Stu Perdue and Andrea are still together. Hmm. I wonder if, like... If this bonded them forever. If it, I mean... Because they're scared to leave the apartment, so they just didn't have anybody else to <laughs> be together with because nobody would come in or out but that's such a great first date story to tell your great grandchildren when you're like 90 that's a great story what's your origin story well we both got the shits for some gummy bears and we wouldn't leave the house so sorry you were created i mean they had nothing better to do (laughs) so we just had everything delivered in past that point we never left um, and now we're all just living in this house together. We let the kids out, and they never came back. Uh, yeah. Who let the kids out? No. 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 <laughs> there it is. See what you did there? there it is. <laughs> all right, your no. turn. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to go past that. All right. Uh, um, uh, so... The- Sorry, I had another giggle. Hang on. I'm going to get some water Excuse now. us while we take sips of water. Mm, sippy, sippy. Graveyard girl, that one's for you if you're listening. We love you. All right. Okay. <clears throat> this one is written by Greg. Greg B. Ah. Already a dramatic it's... reading and we're on just on his name. So... <laughs> Well, maybe if Greg B. Ah didn't like write his name in such a dramatic way. So so it's Greg and the letter B all lowercase and then a capital A. How else am I supposed to read that? With one less A. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Greg, Greg B. Ah rated this one out of five stars entitled... Do not bring to sporting events. Oh, dear. Oh, my. (sighs) Oh, he starts by by setting the scene. The place. BMO Harris Bradley Center. The event. Bucks versus Spurs. The snack. Satan's diarrhea hate bears made by Haribo. Bumper sticker like that, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Are you sure? Are you sure, Snorter? Goodness. <laughs> oh man. Okay. okay. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We haven't even started yet. We're fine. I was in the zone, and then you started it. Just have 
this visual of like <laughs> a red bear because you know Satan's red, and then like and it's okay. Sorry, maybe sur- sur- surrounded by 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 little by little minions of hate. Yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry, the oh. scene has been set. Hmm. <clears throat> I recently took my four-year-old son to his first NBA game. He was very excited to go to the game, and I was excited because we had fantastic seats. Row C, center court to be exact. I've never sat that close before. I've never had to go downstairs to get to my seats. 24 seats to get to my seats. 24 stairs to get to my seats <laughs> to be exact 24 seats to get to my, my seats seat. well i mean there's a seat on by every stair right that's a thing that's, that that that's, sometimes it's two stairs per seat but you know oh, that depends i don't do much sports thing <laughs> all right 24 stairs to get to my seats all right let's go yeah <clears throat> we hit the seats His favorite candy is Skittles. Mine are anything gummy. I snuck in a bag of Skittles for my son and grabbed a handful of gummy bears for myself to be later known as Satan's Diarrhea Hate Bears that I received for Christmas in bulk from my parents and put them in a Ziploc bag. After the excitement of the first quarter has ended, I take my son out to get him a bottle of I take my son out to get him a bottle of water and myself a beer. We return to our seats to enjoy our candy and drinks. Fast forward until one minute before halftime. I have begun to sweat a sweat that is only meant for a man on on mile 19 of a marathon. I have kicked out my legs so straight that I am violently pushing the gentleman wearing a suit seat in front of me forward. That is a really weirdly worded sentence. He is not happy. I do not care. My hands are on the side of my seat, not unlike that of a gymnast on a pommel horse, lifting me off my chair. My son is oblivious to what is happening next to him. After all, There is a mascot running around somewhere, and he is eating candy. I realize that at some point in the very near to immediate future, I am going to have to allow this lava from Satan to forcefully expel itself from my innards. I also realize that I have to walk up 24 stairs just to get to level ground in hopes to make it to the bathroom. I'll just have to sit here, stiff as a board, for a few moments, waiting for the pain to subside. About 30 seconds later, there is a slight calm in the storm of the violent hurricane that is going on in my lower intestine. I muster the courage to gently relax every muscle in my lower half and stand up. My son stands up next to me, and we start to ascend up the stairs. I take a very careful 
and calculated step on the first stair. Then a very loud horn sounds. Halftime. Great. It's going to be crowded. The horn also seems to have awakened the Satan's diarrhea hate bears that are having a mosh pit in my stomach. <laughs> it's the best visual. That's a really great visual. You are not wrong about that. <clears throat> it literally felt like an avalanche went down my stomach. And I again have to tighten every muscle and stand straight up and focus all my energy on my poor sphincter to tighten up and perform like it has never performed before. Taking another step would be the worst idea possible. The floodgates would open. Don't worry, Daddy has a plan. I somehow mumble the question, Wanna play a game? That's so creepy. (laughs) To my son, he of course says, Yes! My idea is to hop on both feet all the way up the stairs, using the center railing to propel me up to each stair. My son is always up for a good hopping game, so he complies and joins in on the fun Some old lady four steps up thinks it's cute that we are doing this. Obviously, she wasn't looking at the panic on my face. Three rows behind her, a man about the same age as me, who must have had similar situations, he notices the fear slash panic slash desperation on my face, understands the danger that I, along with my pants and anyone within a five-yard radius spray zone are in. He just mouths the words, Good luck, man, to me, and I press on. Halfway up, and there is no leakage, but my legs are getting tired, and my sphincter has never endured this amount of pressure for this long of time. Sixteen steps slash hops later. Four steps to go. My son trips and falls on the stairs. I have two options. Keep going, knowing he will catch up, or bend down to pick him up, relieving my sphincter of all the pressure and commotion while running, while ruining (laughs) the day of roughly the 50 people that are now watching a grown man hop upstairs while sweating profusely next to a four-year-old boy. Luckily, he gets right back up, and we make it to the top of the stairs. Good. The hard part was over. Or so I thought. I managed to waddle like a penguin, or someone who was about to poop their pants in 2.5 seconds, to the men's room, only to find that every stall is being used. Every. Stall. It's halftime, of course. Everyone has to poop at that moment. I don't know if I can wait any longer. Do I go ahead and fulfill the dream of every high school boy and poop in the urinal? Why is it a dream? What? Sorry. I'm not a boy. I don't understand. I am also not a boy. Have never been a high school boy. Hey, if you're listening out there, and if you were ever a high school boy, 
Is this a true thing? Did you ever... Was it your dream to poop in a urinal? And if so, I'm going to add an addendum. Why? And did you ever do it? Wait, no, I don't want to know. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know if you ever did it. I just want to know if it was a dream and why that was a dream. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue your dramatic reading. Uh, I lost my spot. Uh, Poop in a urinal. Oh, yeah. What kind of example would that set for my son? On the other hand, what kind of an example would it be for his father to fill his pants with a substance that probably will be unrecognizable to man. Suddenly, a stall door opens, and I think I managed to actually levitate over to the stall. My son follows me in. Luckily, it was the handicapped stall, so there was room for him to be out of the way. I get my pants off and start to sit. I know what taking a giant poo feels like. I also know what vomiting feels like. I can now successfully say that I know what it is like to vomit out my butt. Ew. I wasn't pooping. Though Satan's diarrhea hate bears did something to my insides that made my sphincter vomit out the madness. I am now conscious of my surroundings. Other than the war that the bottom half of my body is currently having, with this porcelain chair, it is quiet as a pin drop in the bathroom. The other men in there can sense something that isn't right. No one has heard anyone ever poop vomit before. I can sense that the worst part is over, but it's not stopping, nor can I physically stop it at this point. I am leaking. It's horrible. I call out. Does anyone have a diaper? Hoping that some gentleman was changing a baby. Nothing. No one said a word. I know people are in there. I can see the toes of shoes pointed in my direction under the stall. Does anyone have a diaper? I am screaming. My son is now crying. He thinks he is witnessing the death of his father. I can't even assure him that I will make it. Not a word was said, but a diaper was thrown over the stall. I catch it, line my underwear with it, put my pants back on, and walk out of that bathroom like a champ. We go straight to our seats, grab our coats, and go home. As we are walking out, the gentleman that wished me good luck earlier simply put his fist out, and I happily bumped it. My son asks me, Daddy, why are we leaving early? Well, son, I needed to change my diaper. Oh, congratulations on making it through that full review with that voice. Thank you. I will probably regret this tomorrow. Uh, that was My voice was not meant to do that, and I'm already feeling it. But I do not regret this choice now. That's the important thing. I really hope that dude uh, washed his hands before he walked out of that bathroom like a champ. That's, I mean, you're gripping a public toilet while Satan's diarrhea of hate bears um, is expelling itself from your body. So, just, just saying, wash your hands. I hope so, too. Did anybody find that helpful? A few. Um, 6,000. 593 people, to be exact. Okay. 
All right. Yeah, yeah. That was um. It's really something. That was that was an unfortunate situation for that gentleman. Oh, Greg. I'm glad he made Greg. it to the restroom and didn't have to fulfill his high school dream of pooping in the urinal. Oh, Greg B. Ah. Uh, I hope you're okay wherever you are, and I hope your son isn't traumatized. Your sphincter has recovered. All right. Our next review comes from Amazon customer. I know that guy. Three out of five stars. The cockroach of candy. These things just won't die. First off, they taste oh so good, if not better than the sugarful variety. That's their Trojan horse. Their saccharine camouflage. Like variable APR, they draw you in as little transaction <laughs> seems innocu- innocuous. Innoc- innocuous? Innocuous. Until you decide to splurge. As you chew them, you can almost hear them laughing, amused at your pointless mastication. Despite your best efforts, it quickly becomes clear that they have taken up residence, intact, in your stomach, snaking their way up your trachea and down through your intestines. That's not how that works. Up your trachea? That would be like out of your mouth and then down. I'm not sure he knows how the human body works. Amazon customer, you need a biology lesson to figure out how your digestive system works. Yeah, it can't you go up your this. trachea and then down your intestines. That's, that's, not, how, that's not how it works. Mm, that's not how any of this works. Anyway, continue. Um, Despite your best efforts, it quickly becomes clear that you have taken up residence intact in your stomach, snaking their way up your trachea and down through your intestines, transforming your body into a a fruity, gelatinous, injected, creepy crawler, trademark, mold. Get ready. This residency is only temporary. Like a high-profile hotel guest gone off the rails, they'll stay long enough to party all night, Wake up those in adjacent rooms and thoroughly trash your metaphorical digestive presidential suite until they amble, still impossibly standing, out the lobby doors of your bowels in a slow trickle with the other guests, much like on the Monday morning of a three-day holiday weekend. One by one, still fully intact, they will exit with what seems like all of your bodily fluids, as if your colon was a crowded water slide on a hot summer's day. What's that? The slide is closing. Weather in the area, you say? Sweet relief. Until the clouds part and the deluge of traffic continues, once again turning your sphincter into an intersection of Mumbai. When you've fully populated your septic system with these, again, fully intact and kicking, gummy nomads, you'll begin to question your choices the previous night and throughout your life. You have got to get some continu... You have got some considerable alone time to fill as you sit, ravaged, staring into the void. Dude, he is all about the metaphors. Okay. As the sun oozes over the horizon, marking the end of the porcelain reign of terror, you'll mindlessly eat some more, (laughs) only to be interrupted by the mad dash to the facilities. Now Facebook status worthy, you remind yourself to check your weight after this round and do a mental inventory of the toilet paper on hand. Finally, 30 contiguous minutes pass without a biological ELE. The gummy roaches already regrouping with the strength of their lacrin bomb shelter exterior, 
scurry to the hell from whence they came as the light grows stronger. You decide not to make any plans that involve areas without readily available restrooms for the rest of the day until your Amazon review is cut short by a low progressive rumble. Okay, I think he had to go potty again. Wow. 353 wow. people found that to be helpful. That was like a bunch of tongue-twisting metaphors. It really was. We've got another one. This one written by Shana Boucher. One out of five stars entitled Gummy Bears on a Plane. I wonder if they're friends with the snakes. Get these motherfucking gummy bears off my motherfucking plane. <laughs> that was... I saw what you did there. Was, was this Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Remind me to show you a picture after this. Okay. Anyway, continue on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Snakes on a plane, ladies and gentlemen. Gummy bears uh, on a plane. Gummy bears on a plane, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary and everybody. The story begins with my mother's diabetes. The day before I was set to fly back to school after Christmas break, my mother made a trip to the grocery store, picking herself up an assortment of sugar-free snacks. Worried I would get hungry on my flight, she gave me the bag of sugar-free gummy bears to stick in my carry-on. So I boarded my 6 a.m. flight from Manchester, New Hampshire to Nashville, Tennessee, with a layover in Chicago, on an empty stomach. About 20 minutes in, the flight attendants handed out drinks, but no snacks. I decided I would break out the gummy bears. I ate those gummy bears like nobody's business. They were gone in minutes. For about 30 minutes after that, the flight, which was half empty, really just me, a handful of business and a handful of businessmen and a college hockey team, it was just me and Harry Potter. And then it began. The gummy bears demanded acknowledgement. It started with this weird gassy popping sensation in my lower stomach. I was like, okay, you're just digesting. You got this. Then it became cold sweats. Then I could barely breathe. The mere sensation disrupted my bowels. I was afraid to move. If I did, who would know what would happen? Eventually, it had to be done. I darted to the back restroom and locked myself in. I really had no idea what end of my body the gummy bears would reappear from, so I sat on the toilet but leaned over the sink, heaving. Then... This horrible waterfall of gummy bear lava spewed into the toilet. It burned. I could no longer stay leaned over the sink, so I searched desperately for something to vomit in. I found bags women are supposed to put tampons in. It was silver and narrow, and the inside smelt like the most awful artificial flowers. I vomited repeatedly into that. All I wanted was my mom. I cried out for her, losing myself in the horror that was my life. She wouldn't come. I was 18 and alone. That 
was when I became a woman. At this point, I'd spent maybe half an hour in there. Time had lost all meaning. The captain announced we were making our final descent. I clung to my puke-filled tampon bag and the wall of the bathroom for dear life. All I could think was, this is where it ends. This is where I die, here on this southwest flight. I knew I needed to leave the bathroom, so I steeled myself. I carried my puke bag out. I had to tell a flight attendant I'd thrown up. Where should I put the bag? She had one of those looks like, same shit, different day. I had to make the walk of shame back to my seat. The plane was so underpopulated, everyone would know how long I'd been in there. As a teenage girl, I couldn't make eye contact with the hockey team. I only recently found out I didn't have some type of turbulent sickness. These gummy bears are the manifestation of evil. They are Voldemort's infinite horcruxes. 466 people found that helpful. Um, now, Stephanie, you are not so much into the Harry Potter thing. Nah. On an earlier episode, we reviewed Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. During that time, I begged you, and you finally complied. You uh, you took the Pottermore house quiz, and you got sorted into Slytherin. Is that correct? Sounds familiar. I don't remember. <laughs> of course not. Uh, okay. So, in case you didn't know, uh, a horcrux is... Uh, is basically it's a part of your soul that you conceal inside of an object just like an everyday thing that like you wouldn't guess had magical properties my soul is sealed into satan's diarrheal gummy bears toilet <laughs> not exactly not exactly but it, it wouldn't Say your gummy again. <laughs> so a Horcrux is created with some dark, dark magic. You have to murder another human being. And it rips a part of your soul from your body and puts it inside of this object. And as long as it's safe there, you can never truly die. Hmm. Now, imagine an entire little plastic baggie filled with hundreds of those. Yeah. All the people you would have had to kill to make those tiny edible horcruxes so that when you eat them and then you shit them out, there's just tiny pieces of soul coming out of your body. All right, moving along. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Uh, well, that was loads of fun. I had so much fun. Did you have fun? I did. And I will now continuously think of Satan's diarrhea gummy bears. Well, dear listener, we're going to bring you back to present day now. <laughs> 
Hi guys, welcome back to Present Day. Welcome back. Welcome back. That's our show. We really enjoy taking this uh, trip to the past with you. Mm-hmm. This journey to the past. Journey into the past. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to follow us on Amazon, uh, Amazon, Instagram, and Facebook at Girls Got Amazon. Oh, and Twitter as well. We have a Twitter that we use sometimes. If you enjoy what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. It really helps our podcast grow. It also helps us prevent feeling alone. Don't let us feel alone. Do you have feelings that you need to get out, Stephanie? That's what therapy's for. I'll take it out there. Therapy's the best. Guys, if you haven't tried therapy, you should try therapy. Therapy is awesome. With the right person, magical things happen. I swear. Mm. If you have any comments, suggestions of products we should read about, or just a funny story to share, feel free to email us at email at girlsgoneamazon.com. We may read your email on the air. Just a friendly reminder, we are not affiliated with Amazon or any of the products we feature, nor are we paid for any of this. Yet. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Yael. I'm Satan's Gummy Bear. Bye. Bye!